Good. How are you? Good. Um, so we're doing something a little bit different today. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll see there's a new title on this episode and uh, things are looking a little bit different. Do you want to explain kind of why we're shifting, at least for, for now, into a different type of podcast? Sure. And and I want people to know that we really enjoy doing the uh, the. Uh, life-saving gratitude podcast. We talked to amazing people. We heard great stories and great tips. And, you know, we almost, it seemed like every other podcast, we, you know, it expanded our heart and our mind and our, and, um, you know, we were frequently in tears. Um, what we learned though, is that what, what, at least what I learned is that um, I wanted to hear more stories. And I wanted to really explore what I'm most grateful for, which is um, the people I love and the place I live, which is New Mexico. And I've been writing about New Mexico in the I Love New Mexico blog since 2000, early 2009. And this seemed like a really fun segue away from um, conversations that, that quite frankly, were starting to sound not repetitious, but, but very similar. And I thought, you know, let's do something fun for a while. That's also helpful to people because if you haven't discovered New Mexico, there are a million things that are both beautiful and fun and delicious and interesting about my home state, our home state. But the other thing is that um, if you have, if you are a New Mexican whether transplanted or a native, you get it. You get how incredible it is to live here and, or, or to have lived here. I think we're going to talk to some people who consider them expats of New Mexico, expats of the land of enchantment. So, so we're going to have some fun and we're going to share some stories that are going to be unexpected and interesting. And I just love having people share stories. Yeah. And I think, like you said, we love doing uh, life-saving gratitude. We've been doing it for a little over a year now. And of course, I was inspired by your book. And gratitude is just your life. Like it's such a big part of your life. I don't think we'll be able to do anything without having gratitude in it. I think a lot of gratitude is going to kind of weave its way into this new format as well. And that's just like, that's always going to be a part of it. Um it was so, we met so many wonderful people. And I know we talked about how it was kind of like therapy for us every week um, yeah. to learn, you know, we learned from so many different coaches, different types of people, other survivors. So it was really um, a gift to get to do that. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, those, those episodes will, you know, live forever. <laughs> Luckily that's how I podcasts am. work. And, you know, we might, um, you know, have similar conversations in the future, but I'm excited just to move on to I Love New Mexico podcast because like you said, you've been, obviously you're a New Mexican your whole life, but you've been writing this blog for so long. It's been your um, social media pages are really growing and getting a lot of followers. So you kind of wanted to, um, as you explained it to me, you know, feed that passion a little bit more and grow it in a different way. So why don't you tell people, like, I guess my question is how, um, 
what inspired you to start the blog in the first place? Because it was back in the day when blogs were kind of a brand new thing and you're, you've still kept it going till now. You're still writing blogs now. So what inspired it's, that? Well, um, I had a great friend. Um, her name was Elaine and Elaine and I were writing partners and she, you know, I was living in Logan, New Mexico, which is my hometown. And I was this sort of secret writer. You know, I, I wrote all the time. I wrote every day, but I never believed that I was really a writer. You know, that wasn't a title that I affixed to myself, even though it was the one thing I did with consistency every single day. And Elaine said to me, Bunny, I'm going to start a blog because um, I want my kids to know more about me. It's a way to, it's a format where I can write. And I said, what in the world is a blog? You know, I knew that Gary Vaynerchuk wrote on a regular basis and he did some video. I mean, he was, you know, he was the pioneer that we were all following at the time when we, anybody who was doing any work online. And, um, and she said, well, it's, it is basically a, an online log, you know, it's a, um, it's, it's where you, it was back in the days of MySpace when, and, and, you know, if you're, I think if you're, if you're under 30, you may not know what MySpace was, but um, <laughs> yeah. MySpace was pre-Facebook when everybody, you know, we'd get online and we, we would hook up with, we would, we would connect with people and we would write small article articles or poetry or po I don't even recall that there were many pictures on MySpace, but I was doing a little bit on MySpace and she said, you got to create a blog. And, and I was studying Gary Vaynerchuk at the time. And he said, if you're going to do a blog, you got to figure out what it is that you love. What do you love more than anything else? And I thought, well, you know, there, I love my kids. I love my family. But there are a lot of people that, at that time on the periphery. There were a lot of people who were writing these small, you know, family blogs. I thought, um, I want to do it on a topic that nobody else is covering, which is I really love the place. I love New Mexico. And so the moment I made that decision, I remember it was late at night I, I wrote, and I came up and he said his advice was come up with 20 topics that people you know would want to hear about. And I started doing this list. And when I was done, the list had like 68 things on it. You know, there was food, there was landscape, there was family stories, there were and 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 it it, it flowed so easily and I was so passionate because I had been selling real estate at that time for about six years. And I always found that when I would go out and show property, I ended up sounding like the chamber of commerce. I was always telling these stories about, you know, this Mesa and, you know, the lake and, and where things came from and what our traditions were in New Mexico and what food we like best. And I was sort of this, um, one woman tourism, tourism show while I was showing property. And so it just became this natural outpouring of what I already was doing with my life, but I started writing it down. So, um, you know, the very first blog post I wrote was about the three bears lodge in red river. And we went there to visit. I wrote a blog post about it. They put it on their website. It's still, it's still sitting on their website. Um, I'm still friends with those people. We developed this long-term relationship just because we had so much fun together, but that's, that's where the blog came from. And over the years, you know, our Facebook page, I, you know, we have, I think all told almost 30,000 followers in different 
online platforms, you know, on the blog, on the Facebook page, now on Instagram. And it's, it's a subject that people are fascinated with and that some people don't understand and that some people are as crazy about or crazier, crazier about than you and I. So it's what we know and love. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really grown. I think it's so cool. I mean, I've seen you, watched you through this progression of writing it. And I mean, you've always been a writer, but New Mexico really, truly is your your biggest passion. And I think it's so cool because like you said, the blog is um, food, travel, stories, um, ad- like adventures, different experiences. It can, it's so many things because that's what New Mexico is and that's what it has to offer. And a lot of people don't know that, or, you know, they barely even know we're in America <laughs> that we're a state. Right, right. So um, it's really, it's been a great, I think, education for people too and inspiring people to travel more or to see different parts. Um, and our state is so diverse, um, you know, uh, if you're in northern New Mexico, southern New Mexico, east, west, like it's all, it's so different. And then the types of people that you meet are so different. So many people move here from other places. Um, I think it's just like an endless amount of uh, material, <laughs> I guess you could right, say, content. Um, so I think it's exciting to see how that is going to translate into podcast form. How do you see that Um turning into a podcast in that transition? You know, um, people, if we had talked about this five years ago, I would have said, "Eh, I don't know. It seems far-fetched. But what I found is that people tend now to have more time to listen rather than to read. And we're giving folks an opportunity to, so the way I see it, and you, we developed this list of questions that we're going to have for our guests. But what my dream is that, um, if you're coming to New Mexico to visit for the first time, you'll find this podcast and you'll, you know, we will be careful to use hashtags and links that, you know, if you're going to visit Farmington for the first time, we're going to have a guest who is, you know, who's, who grew up in Farmington. We're going to have somebody who grew up in Raton. We're going to have people, you know, maybe, maybe we'll end up getting somebody like, you know, the mayor of Gallup, or um, certainly I think we can, get the mayor of Logan and San Juan. These, uh, you know, this New Mexico, like you said, it's such a diverse state. And if you only drive through New Mexico on I-40, I mean, people used to say to me, oh my gosh, it's not even attractive. I'm like, you were only on I-40. You know, the first time you and I went to call on Congress in Washington, D.C., I met some folks from New Jersey and they said, oh my gosh, New Mexico, it's just a, it's a desert. You don't even have mountains there. And so I hope... It will be an eye opener for people who are visiting here for the first time or um, for people who maybe live in Santa Fe, but have never done any day trips to the lower half of the state. Uh, Mm -hmm. New Mexico is the fifth largest state in the nation in terms of land mass. It's also uh, in terms of population. I, you know, we're way down the list because we just got over 2 million people in the last decade. So it's still a very, despite these large population centers of Albuquerque and Las Cruces. And when I say that, you know, Las Cruces has less than 300,000 people, but um, <laughs> it's, so it's really, it's really not heavily populated, but it's, yeah. you know, there are, there are villages of 300 people and, and do, all over the state. And those, I want to talk to those people because 
for the people who have never been here, it's going to be an eye-opener. But I hope it's also, it's a celebration for people who live here now. And it's also a chance to, you know, I made a list for this interview, or and we may go to, I mean, we may have to do this in two or three parts, but of places I've never been in New Mexico. And I'm thinking, I want to go there. I want to hear about it. I want somebody else to tell us a story about that. So so that's my vision for it. And I just want it to be fun. And I want it to be a celebration of this really unique place that's unlike any other place in the nation. Hey, Bar and Girl fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! I love it. I think it's so exciting to to bring that out, like to to give that to people. And it's exciting to think you're going to get the real, like in depth, the you know the locals view, and um, not something you probably see on like a tourism website. <laughs> you know, just get the real story. So, speaking of all the questions you wrote out, let's let's do a trial run, I guess, test them out on you. Right. Uh, as our first, I guess you could say you're, you're our first guest um, as the host. But so what is your, you kind of talked about it a little bit already, but what, what would you say is your New Mexico story? And, and what is it that you love so much about New Mexico? What keeps you coming back, honestly? <laughs> really? Um, you know, this, I am a third generation New Mexican. My, both of my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents came here between 1915 and 1920, my grandpa Terry um, brought his family here from Oklahoma and they settled in eastern New Mexico over between Logan and San Juan, not far from the Texas border in a little community called Porter. And he traded two mules and $18 for a, for a um, homestead that somebody else had proved up. It was 160 acres, so it was four um, homestead claims. And um, he brought his family. At the time, I think there were four kids. They went on to have 10 kids. My grandpa Ayers and my grandma Ayers brought their, that's my mom's family, brought their family here from Seymour, Texas, but via California. They had gone to California in 1910. I found them on the census in 1910, living in East LA when it was all orchards and they were fruit pickers out there as I understand it. And, and I'm sure some of my cousins would dispute that part of the story, but that's what I understand. So everybody settled in this small, tiny little community in Northeastern New Mexico. My parents are both the youngest of 10. I have 64 cousins and you can't, so I'm from Quake County, which is where Tucumcari and Logan sit. Tucumcari is the, county seat and you can't swing a cat in Quake County without hitting somebody that I'm kin to. So that's that's sort of the root story. But then when I left home, I moved all over the state. I went to Las Cruces to New Mexico State. And then I got restless and I moved to Farmington. And I lived in the Four Corners. And I had a roommate named Phyllis Begay who swore she was going to be the first president, female president of the Navajo Nation. She hasn't done it yet, but Phyllis, if you're out there, I want to know how that's going. Um, 
I moved from there to Albuquerque. Then I moved to Clovis. Then I moved to Portales. Then I moved back to Las Cruces and ended up, uh, uh, had this brief little stint in West Texas, um, lived in Tucumcari, um, ended up eventually 10 years ago in Santa Fe. So I've, so I've sort of lived in all these different places in the state. And I lived in Albuquerque twice, but then I raised you and your brother in Albuquerque. And so I feel like I've had a taste of every, you know, I didn't live in Hobbs and I didn't live in, in Silver City. So those are, those are sort of regions of the state that I haven't lived in, but I have, I used to say that I could go to the, any, any place in New Mexico, I could be pumping gas anywhere in New Mexico and run into something <laughs> I knew. And that was especially true when the state had just had a million people. And anytime I moved away from here, I always grieved for my home state. You know, I moved to West Texas. I moved to Kansas. I moved to North Carolina. Holy mackerel. But, and, and I would always, when, and I would think about it when I was pumping gas, I would say, I'm never going to see anybody who, who, who knows who I am, but more importantly, who gets how cool it is to be a native of New Mexican of New Mexico. So, you know, I grew up having Sunday dinners at my grandma's house and um, spending summers on Ute Lake. And I, when I lived in North Carolina and I wrote a blog post about this, we can repost it. I, my heart ached for this stretch of road between Tucumcari and Santa Rosa, where you came up it can make me cry when I talk about it now because I was so sad. But when you come up over a hill and you can see for about 14 miles, these wide open spaces and mesas and the, you know, the railroad running through. And I always, when I was in North Carolina in that humidity and in the midst of all those trees and I couldn't tell what direction I was facing, I was just like, God, if you'll just get me back to New Mexico, I'll never leave again. So so that's my, that's a piece of my New Mexico story. Um, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, I, everybody has their own set of credentials that make them somebody who loves New Mexico. Um, I, I like to think about I, one of the things I, one of the questions, and I'm taking this away from you, but one of the questions that I thought was important for our guests to talk about is their sense of place. And to me, my sense of place here comes from, first, I was a farmer's daughter. So, you know, I still like getting my hands in New Mexico dirt and, and feeling like I'm part of the land. But I also, when I think of a place, I think of white sands. And I think, of, you know, where I come from is part of what Max Evans called the high-low country, which is up in the northeastern part of the state, those long stretches of plains, the Llano Estacado, which is a part of the country. It's called the Llano Estacado because, which means the staked plains, because when um, the Cherokees would come across and when um, cattle drivers would come across those, they had to stake, they had to leave stakes as marks because there were no other landmarks because you'd get lost out there in that vast open space without some kind of a marker. Um, you know, I think of the mountains of Red River and I think of Taos Gorge. Um, I think of Sierra Blanca when I used to go skiing. Um, I have I have hilarious stories about that. And then I think about the Oregon Mountains. So my sense of place is 
all these beautiful spots in New Mexico that are part of my personal history. So, um, wow, I could, obviously I'm passionate about this because I could talk, 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 but that's my New Mexico history, my story, part of it anyway. I love it. And I think, like you said, we could do, you know, different episodes of just you talking about your story too, because you have so many. And I mean, I, I don't think anyone will get tired of that. Um, and then I guess, you know, you did talk about your place. And then, of course, there's going to be more to that. And as you talk to your guests and people that come on, I'm sure you'll share more of your stories and be able to relate to, to what they share. Um, is there anything about New Mexico? I'm sure, you know, as you, you've grown up here, it's surprised you. But are there things still to this day, you know, having lived here your whole life? I mean, minus some spurts here and there. Uh, are there still things that surprise you about the state that you love so much? You know, um, when I wrote that, when I wrote that question, I thought, well, what would I say? And I, <laughs> I think the cool, I think the cool thing about New Mexico, and, and it's not so surprising now, but we sort of circle back on our history. Um, and, and by that, I mean, we, you know, New Mexico, so as an example, um, in New Mexico, there were people um, creating, we're sort of in the same region uh, geographically. We have a similar um, geography to um, wineries in, Sp in Spain. So, so we were creating wine. Um, you can like look on the Gruea website and they talk about how our topography and our um, our climate is so similar to European countries that produced a lot of wine. So, so that, um, so, so there were people, there were monks, there were um, different groups that were, were producing sort of, I can't say celebrated because we were there, we were so rural at the time, but I, what I've found is that people tend to circle back to that, you know, this whole revival of breweries and wineries that's happened in the last 20 years. I, I'm so surprised by all the people who have discovered that um, th these things that we did years and years ago, we can do again and do them really well. And um, and our soil the, can actually produce things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're, we're actually well suited to that. Um, the other things that surprise me are um, especially here in Santa Fe, I'm really surprised by the innovations of, of, Every so so the cool thing about New Mexico to me is that everybody gets to um, be exactly who they are. I mean, you um, we're not a very formal state in terms of manners or dress or you know. In fact, when we have a, an event here in Santa Fe, people will say, "Well, is it black tie?" You know, people who are from elsewhere will mm -hmm. say, is it black tie? And I'll say, no, it's Santa Fe dressy, which means you can wear jean, boots and jeans and a white shirt. And you're as dressed up as the guy who decides to come in a tux. But what that, what I see that that means is that you, you get to show up and celebrate who you are. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I would hope, I'm sure there are, um, some exceptions to this, but I would hope that what you find is a lot of acceptance and celebration. Um, it's, 
you know, I have some friends who are producing a new magazine, a Santa Fe magazine, and they are really clear about, they want to, they're like, I mean, like me, they want to know stories. They don't, they want, they don't want to be a top 10 list. And, and, and we do want to be sort of a top 10 list. We want to, we want to provide folks with top 10 lists from all the places that, that they're coming from, but, mm-hmm. but they really want to celebrate the individual. And I think that's what we do here. So, um, it's not necessarily surprising to me so much as it's, it's, um, I think it's something that we want to talk about more and more is how um, the individual is, is really um, celebrated here. I think Mm -hmm. it's one of the coolest Mm -hmm. things about this place where we live. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And it's just, it's not pretentious. It's very welcoming. um, And uh, yeah, friendly. I think we've all had good experiences that we might not have had in other places. So Right. That's really good. Really good point to bring up. So what is your, you do a lot of cool things. You live in Santa Fe. You, I mean, I know we're, maybe we're a little biased because we do live in Santa Fe and we do think it's the best, but since you live here, um, what is your favorite thing to do? Or, you know, like, what, what do you recommend to people, whether it's, if they just come to like anywhere in New Mexico or Santa Fe specifically, what, what is your, what are your top picks? So I would say if you are coming to New Mexico for the first time, be open-minded. Um, it's going to be different. The food is going to be different. I would say um, hit a place where they serve great green chili and try the green and the red. Um, if you're not from here, you don't get it. But it is, um, you know, it's sort of like the um, it's a way of life. <laughs> it's a way. It's a way of life. But it's you know, sort of if you're if you're going to New York, New Orleans, you're always told to have a beignet and um, the gumbo and the shrimp etouffee. Well, if you're coming to New Mexico, be sure that you go somewhere and if you only try a spoonful, have some green chili and some red chili. Um, have a sopapilla. Um, try, um, you know, try something that you might eat traditionally smothered in green chili, like a chicken fried steak. Um, I created a list specifically for this, um, you know, I would, uh, so I, I thought about food. I thought about, um, if you're, you know, driving through from West Texas, stop at, um, you know, Dell's in Tucumcari and have a chicken fried steak smothered in green chili or go to the Annex Bar and Grill in Logan and have a chicken fries smothered in green chili. But also, um, you know, go to I, I, I thought about my first memories about food and um, one of my first memories ever about food, not just not just the food that my mom made, but ever in the world is there was a little place in Tucumcari across from the courthouse, I believe that. And I think the house is still sitting there and it was called Martinez's and it was in this woman's house. And you would go in and sit in the front room around tables. And she gave me a bean burrito wrapped in foil. So I would say if you're coming here, be sure you go somewhere and have a good bean burrito. Um <laughs> Have a little green chili on the side, or have them put in there, put it in there. But but my mom says you had to be three years old because they that's that's when we went to Martinez's. Um, 
Be sure you stop at a lot of burger and have a green chili cheeseburger. Won't be the best one you ever have, but it will be a nice start. Mm-hmm. Um, I you could go anywhere and get green chili on your burger. McDonald's, Sonic. I mean, obviously, right, again, right. not the best, but we do have that. <laughs> it's sort of like when you go. Remember when we drove through the South and you we got like west of tennis, west of Knox, uh, yeah, Knoxville, and suddenly there was. Um, all the tea had sugar in it. Well, here, everything you eat is going to have a little green chili in it. So, um, but, but in terms of don't miss things, it really depends on the regions that you're going to travel to. But I would say in Albuquerque, ride the tram. It's um, don't miss that. If you're in Taos, go out to uh, the Taos Gorge. If you're in Mm -hmm. Santa Fe, walk through the capital. We should, I think we should go and do a reel there because it's it's free to get into, but it's one of the best art galleries in the entire state. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in Las Cruces, go to Dripping Springs up in the Oregon Mountains and go to the Farm and Ranch Museum. Um, I've and, never and been we, there, so that would be cool. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. And in fact, my grandpa Ayers's brand is on the wall there. They have a lot of, uh-huh. they they had they had um, people all over the the state come and brand you know put their brands in the wall there. Um, but if you haven't been here before, get off the freeway. You know, take add add an hour to your trip, and. Um, you know, turn off the freeway and drive up to um, Delia and um, or drive, get off the freeway if you're going south um, at TRC and drive over to Daddle and Pie Town. My best advice is get off the freeway because the most beautiful places in New Mexico are not on I-40 or I-25. Yeah, if you're going from Albuquerque to Santa Fe, drive through Madrid instead or you know, right. through all those little towns. Right, right. So that's, that's um, and, I, and I'd like to be more specific. We're going to get more specific with our guests. But, um, you know, it's like the blog. There are a thousand different topics that we can cover. And that's why we're, and we're inviting, you know, if you have a New Mexico story and you'd like to be on the podcast, um, shoot us a note. Um, we'll provide a link to our email address here, and we'd like to hear your story. You know, if you're from um, Roswell and you want to tell a story, if you're from Artesia, if you're from um, Cuesta, we want to know. We want to know what the best thing is about where you live. Mm-hmm. So let us know. Yeah, I'd love to get. I'd love to get a guest from like every little town and just you know even towns we m- maybe never even heard of. So right, that would be right. so cool. Yes. Absolutely. And I have one, I have one, I have a couple of suggestions. I'm always going to ask people what their favorite New Mexico book is, because I think it's, um, I, I think it's, and, and I can't pick a favorite. Well, probably Red Sky at Morning. And I searched around like a crazy person this morning. I told Toby, I'm having a breakdown. I can't find my original copy of Red Sky at Morning, which was written in the 60s. Um, and my my copy is a really beaten up paperback copy. Um, and 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 I'm going to ask I'm going to ask that folks suspend some judgments. Things were that were written in the 60s. 60s may have um, phrases or um, um, portrayals of the and there's and they were true at the time. 
So if there are things that you find offensive in books, just please realize that they were written at the time they were written. Um, but Red Sky at Morning is one of my right. favorites. And Johanna. Just like if you're reading Mark Twain, you got to. Absolutely. Gotta absolutely. Know. People still right. read that. And it's something. Absolutely. So um, Richard Bradford wrote um, Red Sky at Morning, and it is a great primer for what Santa, what New Mexico was like. Toby says, my husband is a native Santa Fean, and he says that it was written about Santa Fe and that there are people in that book that when he was growing up, somebody would say, well, you know, that was so-and-so in oh, Red Sky at that's Morning. that's so cool. And that was Canyon Road. So you can go back now, Johanna, and read it again. Um, knowing that it was written about a real place. Another one that I love and that um, I don't think I've ever recommended even to you, but it it is um, We Fed Them Cactus by Fabiola Cabeza de Baca. And she was an extension agent in the Las Vegas area during the Depression. And We Fed Them Cactus, the, the, um, the, the, um, the title talks about um, during the dust bowl during um, droughts, the, um, the only thing when, when the grass wouldn't grow you and my, and I know because we did this in our family too, it's part of our family history is that you would um, get cactus and burn the spines off and then feed it to your cattle because it would grow. And it was the one thing that you could feed cactus that also had a, lot, a high moisture contents. But she's, she's written some great stories about what it was like to live in Las Vegas and Trujillo and surrounding areas as a small, as a child in the teens and twenties. So those are my book cool. recommendations today. But as a primer, um, you know, pick up a book on New Mexico, pick up um, something, you know, read a Tony Hillerman story. Um, Find some, before you come here to visit, get yourself steeped in the culture just a little bit so that mm -hmm. you can celebrate it as much as we do. How's that? We love New Mexico. I love, I love that. I think we should add that to add a new book to every episode. Um, maybe we, I'll, we will ask the guests, but then maybe we'll have one too. I think that's cool. Yes. Well, this is going to be really fun. I'm excited that you um, wanted to take the sleep and, switch things up a little bit. Hopefully people are as excited about it as we are. And thanks for joining us on this, this new journey. You know, I think we're done. I think that we want to keep this under, you know, we, we decided that we kind of want to keep this around. You want to, we want to keep this the same length as your commute. So somewhere under 35, 40 minutes. So um, send us your New Mexico stories and let us know what you thought about ours. And um, as always, um, because we're new, uh, be sure to go in and like, review, and subscribe to this channel. We're so excited you're here. New Mexico, New Mexico, give me back the one I love to hold. New Mexico, New Mexico, got the pedal down as far as it will go. My baby back in